This is Kenneth Vigio, and I want to wish you a very belated Happy New Year. Firstly, I want to thank all of you who tuned in for our Fallout for Hope back in December, and were with us on that journey, raising over $170,000 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To date, the Fallout for Hope initiative we started has raised over $310,000 for charity, something above all else I am immensely proud of. I hope all of you have been well. And I also wanted to share that we've launched a standalone Discord for this podcast and our other projects that we're working on, in which you can come talk to the cast and crew, stay up to date on casting calls, share your videos, art, and interests, and more. I always enjoy talking to you all and make it a point to answer every message you send me. I'll drop the link in the show notes, and I'd love to see you come say hello. These past few months, we've been extremely busy planning the second half of Season 2, which is now being recorded as we speak. Our next full episode will be dropping in a few weeks. Beer, bros, and Brahmin riding. But until then, we have a new minisode that is part of a series written by our own George Wolfe and edited and produced by Christian Moore. We'll be catching back up with Brian and Marianne to see what they've been up to after taking to the stage with Lord Alistair Olivier to perform A Christmas Carol. We're headed into the woods for some Pioneer Scout adventures as they take Becky and another young ghoul scout named Timmy to get their meditation and recreational bloodletting merit badge. As usual, things get out of hand. Listen now to the continuing misadventures of Brian and Marianne. spiders, ants, and slugs. We'll collect them all, the big and the small. What is fun for one is fun for all. We're hunting bugs, bugs of all kinds. Some come out at night, but they're cool at all times. No, they're not. The bugs out here suck. Oh, buck up, Becky. 
With that kind of attitude, you'll never make possum. Now, let's pick up the pace, campers. Scoutmaster O'Brien has a special activity for us today. Oh, great! What kind of activities, Miss Marianne? Well, it's a surprise, Timmy. You'll just have to wait and find out now, won't you? Don't get too excited, Timmy. It's probably just another stupid chore for us to do so the adults don't have to do work. They'll even make up some badge at the end to make you feel like you did something important. Like what? What are they going to have us do? I told you already, something stupid. Like one time, they made me go pick up sticks for the fire that they were making. And they said I couldn't use any of the literal piles of wood everywhere around camp. And the stack of lumber out back. I had to fetch these little stupid dry ones for the fire while being swarmed by ticks, ants, and roaches while they hung around the fire eating s'mores. So then, after that ordeal, I had to find someone's trash who went missing. You want to know what I got? What? More bugs attacking me. What was so important about building a fire anyway? We had a generator nearby from one of our scavenger trips. Why couldn't we use that instead for warmth? Better yet, well, why didn't you? Ryan said, that flamethrower I found that blew stuff up was a legacy. And I'm a naughty sausage for even using it. Then Marianne was going on something about fumes and the generator being harmful to breathe in and bad for the environment. <sighs> like that really matters anymore. <sighs> After spending days in the ash heap, identifying different rocks and ore, I'm pretty sure I already have sludge lung at that point. Or you could just sleep with the gas mask on. My dad used to give me one to wear. I liked the way that my breathing sounded inside of it. He liked that it muffled my voice and he couldn't hear me. It made me sound like that pawn shop lady, Mama Mermiger. Sure, I'll take your junk and you'll have to spin the wheel of R&D. You want a good weapon? Here's a rolling pin, you little bitch. What is this? Give me down! Becky Watts. And just like that, you're a super mutant dinner, caught by a very obvious Andorian net trap. <laughs> what have I told you about being aware of your surroundings? Well, hey there, two top buttons unbuttoned, showing a little sultry, gleaming <sighs> chest hair, Scoutmaster Brian. <laughs> well, hey there, uh, knee-high, itchy-wool stocking, dressy skirt thing, Marianne. And what do you have to say, little lady? No! <laughs> Okie dokie. Ow! <laughs> Ten Hut, listen up, scouts. Today we will... <laughs> oh, my lord. I couldn't keep a straight face doing that. I don't know how people can be such a grumpy Gus like that all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, Brian, you're such a card. Why, you almost sounded like a Mr. Gutsy there for a minute. If this whole scout thing doesn't work out... It'd be super neat if we did something for radio. <gasps> we could do a craft show. That would be neat. Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Uh, so what are we doing here exactly? <laughs> Earning the derivative comedy merit badge today? Hmm. That's a good idea for a new merit badge. But no. Today we will be learning about foraging. What's okay and not okay to eat when you're out in the wilderness. Yes, Timmy? What are mating calls used for? Uh... I'm sorry? Mating calls. 
I heard my dad making weird noises one time with a lady friend of his, and when I asked what he was doing, he said making mating calls. He wouldn't tell me what it meant, but said I'd learn all about it at camp. I didn't even know I was going to camp till he dropped me off here the next day. That was four months ago. Yes, we were quite surprised to find you standing out along the road all by your lonesome. Why, we didn't even have a chance to chat with your father. So what are mating calls anyway? <laughs> An excellent question, which will be addressed with a future merit badge. When we go deep into the cranberry bog where I show you with Brahmin stomach lining and a Fosnock mask, you too can fertilize a Mirelurk and fill your very own fish tank with swell little lake monkeys. <laughs> for now, though, let's get some of Marianne's yummy cooking in our bellies and we'll head out for our foraging merit badges. <laughs> All right. Who wants breakfast? Mirelurk eggs and awesome possum bacon. That sounds delicious. Great. Let's wash our hands because... Cleanliness is next, is to, next godliness. to godliness. You bet your boots it is. Then we'll gather in the mess hall. Ugh, first thing that sounded like a good idea all morning. Wow! The forest is so beautiful. So many colors. Hmm, it sure is, Timmy. During the fall, or autumn, as some people refer to it, the leaves change colors. Mind you, since the world ended in post-apocalyptic horror and global weather patterns have been thrown off kilter, technically it should be winter, and... Yeah, I haven't seen this many colors since my dad gave me nuka shine and told me to get lost. And then I did. I found my way back, though. It was my favorite game we did every day. Oh, dear. I, uh... <laughs> uh right. Uh, well, looky there. Right in front of your feet, Becky. It's a flower. So what? That's not just any flower, Becky. That specific flower is a soot flower. It... Mr. Bryan, sir, I found these berries, but I can't identify them in the field guide. Oh, dear. Those are not berries there, my young scout. That is rad stag scat. Please spit those out. Oh, my. I, uh, uh, might lose my, I might lose my possum bacon. My, my, you are an unpredictable little guy, aren't you, Timmy? I guess I am. That's a good thing, right? Keeps things fun. This one time, my dad took his lady friend for a walk at night, so I snuck out and thought it'd be funny to roll a marble at this corvega they were walking near. And sure enough, one tiny tap, and the whole car went boom! Daddy didn't think it was too funny, so I was down in the hole for a few weeks. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now go wash your mouth out in the creek. What exactly are we supposed to be accomplishing out here? Well, Scout Becky, one of the first rules of foraging is one simple rule. If you can't find it on the ground, take a trink and look around. <laughs> oh, Mary Ann, that was a nifty little rhyme. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> oh, I, I sure do. Uh, you make laces want a double knot. Anyway. <laughs> what blushing uber virgin Mary Ann means is that when plant life isn't safe for consumption, our friend the tranquilizer gun is a safe and gentle way to paralyze small woodland creatures before quickly and painlessly piercing the heart and cooking up an irradiated but crunchy munchy meal. <laughs> Here you go, Becky. One tranquilizer. 
Now load one of your cartridges like I showed you, and let's see you chase down a little Tamioscurius Hudsonicus. Or, more colloquially, the West Virginia Red Squirrel. Did you know there are three tree squirrel species commonly found in Appalachia? The Red Squirrel, Tamioscurius Hudsonicus, Eastern Gray Squirrel, Scurius Carolinasis, and Eastern Fox Squirrel, Scurius Niger. Of these, the Eastern Gray Squirrel and Eastern Fox Squirrel are common small game species found throughout the state. But the more recent introduction of localized radiation means that I... I've got this. <gasps> A perfect shot, Becky Watts. Agreed. Top marks. Glad to see that marksmanship merit badge is paying off. Now let's use our Pioneer Scout penknives and gently insert the blade into its four-chambered heart. <laughs> oh my, I feel so primitive with the heady bloodlust. Well, you know what they say about us mammals, Scoutmaster Brian. Oi, get this bloody bit at Mars. Uh... I you, cock wobbling get. You heard me? Uh, I'm back. I think that water was heavily irradiated. My tongue is going, see? Well, that's bloody fantastic, that is. How about you nip on over here as fast as you can and get this fucking thing in Mars? How about that? Oops. I think I used the wrong dart. What on earth? Where did you find this? It was in that weird place we were last week when we were earning the Urban Exploration Photography Merit Badge. Well, you're not exactly all there, are you? <gasps> well, isn't this the bee's knees? A talking squirrel. This is an amazing opportunity for us, for the first time to learn about the secrets of nature and the magical world of the majestic tree squirrel. Me, fuck off, you daft cow. No, Mr. Squirrel, that is no way to talk to a lady. Oh, begging your pardon, missus, I meant no harm. I was just strolling along, minding my own wee business, going on a merry adventure to spend a penny when all of a sudden someone shoots a dart just south of my John Thomas. What does that even mean? <laughs> it seems this dart may have been set on traditional chav. He taught me how to pickpocket. Chav, dear, not chad. It means a young British person prone to aggressively loudish behavior, prone to wearing recreational sportswear. Do I look like someone that wears sweatpants to you? Do you to look at me and you're like, oh, do you know what, this guy... He's going to the shop, he's picking up a Freddo, he's picking up his wee newspaper and his wee sweatpants. Nah, you want to know why? Because I'm a fucking squirrel. Oh my, such language. Here, let's just get this out of you so you can be on your foul-mouthed way. Oh, thanks for that. How about you jog the fuck on it, my forest? Okie dokie. My, this is such a marvelous morning filled with possibilities. further. To be honest with you, dear, I don't know. What? What do you mean you don't know? You always know. I know, right? <laughs> Marianne is an expert at foraging, so she's taking point in this excursion today. How much farther, Marianne? Actually, we're here. Wow! What is this place? Well, from my research of this area, this must be the... Yep. The Palace of the Winding Path. Truth is, Scouts... We could search Appalachia all day and still not find all the vegetation or non-life-threatening hunting this 
majestic land has to offer, but with the help of a friend who's an expert in foraging, we'll be able to see it all in one day. Oh, well, Marianne, I'm quite flattered that you would want me to... Everyone, say hello to Tristan. Hello, Tristan. Hi, Mr. Tristan. Wait a minute. You're that creepy Mothman Priest Solomon. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're just wearing a fake beard. Uh, you must be mistaken. Uh, my name is uh, Christian. She said your name was Tristan. That's what I said. Tristan and I both share a love for music and the beauty of nature. That's what makes us such good friends. Huh. Good friends, huh? I mean, his beard is asymmetrical if you're into that kind of thing. Is something wrong, Brian? Uh, yeah, Brian. You look a little green. Ooh, that happened to me once. My dad gave me a map with a big circle around West Tech with drawings of candy, chocolates, and said don't ever go to West Tech and drink the delicious green fruit drink. I should have listened to him because all of a sudden there were super mutants everywhere. It was like, grrr, and I was like, ah! And then I drank some of the green juice, and when it came out the other end, well, there were more goo piles than a gap plasma. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> Thank you for, uh... Oversharing that, Timmy, and, and now that you have your knot-tying merit badge secured, we'll work on your proper talking topics with tint-taut badge, and... No, Marianne, I'm just nifty. All righty, then. Tristan, do you want to walk us through what we'll be doing today? Absolutely, Marianne. It would be my pleasure. Greetings, little ones, and welcome to the palace a place of learning and communing with the energy of Appalachia. Today I will be taking you on a journey, one of discovery and enlightenment. And perhaps, just perhaps, you'll consider becoming one with us bound in dust and darkness. Oh, oh please. Is everything okay over there, Brandon? I'm sensing a disturbance in your aura, a lot of negative energy surrounding you. Excuse me, it's Brian, and I am just fine, thank you. Please continue with the journey. As you wish. It has been said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one single step. So let us take our first step today. Follow me into the palace's main hall. I have tables and a cooking station set up for us. What is this place, Mr. Tristan? Uh, excellent question. It is a place of learning and growth. A spiritual retreat from the harsh nuclear wastelands of Appalachia. It looks a lot different than any buildings I've seen around here. Yes, quite. The architecture is of Indian and Nepalese descent, akin to traditional Buddhist temples. A Buddhist temple? It was founded by a New Age spiritualist, Cyrus, around a belief system built around the concept of self-enlightenment, spirituality... And willpower. Yes. My daddy said this place is run by some con man named Simon. Oh, he's an asshole. Chad said... Language. Not that, Simon. Yes. Well, now this place serves new, brilliant purposes. Well, I think this place is a dump. <gasps> Brian! It's okay, Marianne. Not everyone has the capacity to see beyond what is. 
Following the Great War, the disciples of Cyrus flourished quite well, building alliances with local raiders called the Diehards before mysteriously disappearing one evening. It was deserted a long time ago, but now myself, some alkalites, and our benefactor are trying to restore it to its original glory, though it has its troubled past, and I hope for a brighter future. Is it just you here now? Just me, and of course my dear partner, Rhoda. Partner? Rhoda? Get away from me! Wow, she's pretty. She reminds me of my mother. This is Rhoda, short for Rhododendron. She's my rad toad, and she's been with me since she was an egg. Rhoda, you spit that girl out right now. You don't know where she has been. Oh my god, I'm covered with you! Can I pet her? Yes, but only on her head. Stay away from her lower back. She secretes a chemical there that is very potent and has hallucinogenic effects. Aw, she likes me. Uh, that green bitch tried to eat me! No accounting for taste. Gross, what are those? Those are her eggs. Ah, the beauty of creation. Oh, shit. Am I a dad now? I don't even have a house. Timmy! Language! And no, Timmy, you are not. Can we please get to today's lesson? Brian, you are being a rude Randy today. Quite the eager beaver, aren't we, Brian? Oh, I can assure you that I am well-versed in the local vegetation of Appalachia. But Marianne has decided to enlist your help for some reason. Who knows? You might learn a thing or two today, Brian. At the very least, I can promise you, you will be schooled. (laughs) Doubtful, but you may try. Of course. This way, children... To the main hall. Follow Mr. Tristan, Scouts. Uh, Scoutmaster Brian, could you, um, hold on just a minute? Uh, we need to have a little chat. Of course. What's on your mind, Marianne? I don't appreciate you talking the way you did to Tristan. He's a very kind man and agreed to help us today. Why on earth are you being so rude? Me? Rude? Well, he was... Brian, you know what you were doing. I I don't know what's gotten into you, but I hope it doesn't stay. I find you fetching, and and I believe our traditional Edwardian courtship rituals are, are proceeding nicely. But I will not stand by while you exhibit such boorish and unsavory behavior. And in front of the children, no less. But, but I, I, well, hey... Marianne, wait up! Ugh, are we done yet? It's been almost two hours. He's talked nonstop about these stupid plants. What was all that glassy-eyed rambling about light bulbs about? Oh, my brain hurts. Hmm. I'll admit he knows his stuff about Appalachia's vegetation. But chakra, chi, and auras? Maybe he should just 
eat the plants instead of igniting and inhaling their vapors like Chad's gang is prone to do. <laughs> Good one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Why am I laughing at his jokes now? What is happening? Now, before we start the second part of the tour, let us briefly pause for some nourishment. I have prepared a table of all natural, preservative-free refreshments that are located right behind you on the table. Please help yourself. Uh, what? He means snacks. Do you have pizza in a can? No, we don't have pizza. But you grow tomatoes, right? Yes. And have flour. And cheese from the Brahmin, right? Yes. Why don't you make a pizza? Look, kid, just eat the snacks. This brownie makes my teeth hurt. Ah, yes. Those are razor grain rad bars. Rad bars? You put radiation in your cooking? Seems a little unsafe. Of course not. My razor grain rad bars are made from razor grain, dogwood bark, snap tails, and firecrack berries. Rad is just a term used. I guess your equivalent of the word neato. Hmm. Well, I've never heard of such a word. Hopefully they taste better than they sound. Mm, they are. Like having an explosion in your mouth. Timmy, your teeth! It's okay. They always do that. My dad says they always grow back. Well, they all look so delicious. Ooh, what are these delectable delights? Ah, uh, those there are very special to me. I call them my Marianne Moon Pies because they are meant for us to dream of something more beautiful. They are quite delectable. Ooh, my. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> Step aside, you robed hussy. I'll be the judge of that. Hmm. Oh, hold on, Brian. I wouldn't... Hmm. 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 They're not that bad, I guess. I mean, I've had better, though. Brian, what's gotten into you? It's okay, Marianne. No harm done. Brian just needs to open his mind to different experiences. He'll do that soon enough. I am open-minded. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm, all I'm saying is, whoa! Uh, Brian? Wow. Mr. Brian, your eyes are really big. <laughs> you look like the Mothman from my comic books. Cool. <laughs> I can see flavors and taste colors. Wow! <laughs> um, Tristan, what's going on? Mm, I was trying to warn him about those before he tried it. Those are my special treats that I make to clear my mind and align it with my soul. The Marianne Moon Pies are made from starlight flower, snap tails, and mutt fruit. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. I then glaze them with a mixture of crushed kaleidoscope flour, snallygaster saliva, and rhoda's own secretions. It's highly hallucinogenic. What's going to happen to him? He's going on a little journey. I myself have been on this journey, though I only ate half of a moon pie before, and I woke up naked in a bathtub full of soap somewhere in the forest. But, but, Brian ate... The whole thing. Yes, indeed he did. More's the pity. Um, what's happening to him? 
His socks are rolling down. His jawline is changing. I'm scared. <laughs> I feel funny. <laughs> is it getting hot in here? Or is it just you, Marianne? Lo, I shall claim you as my bride for all time. You shall want for nothing. I... Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Why am I saying these things? <laughs> Silent simpering fool. <laughs> this is awesome. My shirt and pants are getting tighter. This is... What is this? Ew! Timmy, cover your eyes! Scoutmaster Brian is ripped. He looks just like... Oh, my goodness. Children, look away. Brian, you stop that growing right now. Brian? Who is this Brian you speak of? I am not he, for I am Grognak, defender of Appalachia, vanquisher of the Virgin Eater. Grelic, you evil sorcerer, what trickery is this? Stand aside, petite-bosomed virgin. Grognak shall protect you. Brian, put the axe down. Again, woman, you call me Brian. Is he your mate? No doubt the bat babies are behind this. They seek to lure me into a trap. Fear not, woman. I will find your mate, whether he be on the highest mountain or in the darkest cavern. No mutant shall keep him from thee. Trap me, they shall not. Defeat me, they shall not. For I am Grognak! Brian? Brian, come back! Where's he going? It seems that Brian's consciousness is trying to connect with a version of his inner child. Most interesting. Well, what do we do? We need to help him. There is nothing we can do for him. This is his journey he must take. It is for him alone to decide the outcome. What? What are you talking about? Brian has had much inner turmoil in his life. He is facing a battle now within himself. A conflict between what he believes to be right in his mind and what he feels is right in his heart. He must now align the two to harmonize. And... If... if he doesn't? Then he will surely go mad. What? You and your stupid baked goods? I should have never gone along with your hippy-dippy bullshit. Mary Ann! Oh my. Zip it, children. Now let's go. We're going back to camp. What's gotten into you? Well... My man's on some kind of existential bender, and and I'm going to save him. Uh, what's the plan? What are we going to do about Brian? We aren't going to do anything, sweetie. I want you and Timmy to head back to camp and look after the campsite until I get back. I'm going to find Brian. There's plenty of canned meat and vegetables there, and I expect you to make your dinner with the four food groups. I will be back. Becky? You're in charge. Got it. Uh, Timmy, no matches or sharp things. Oh, okay. Let's go into the scrap kit. 
I'm sending you all back to camp. Oh boy, fast travel slide. Ugh, I hate this thing. It makes me want to hurry. Hang on, Brian. The Queen of Corsairs is coming. for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.